Today we are talking to Neil Patel, the co-founder of Kiss Metrics and New York Times best-selling author. And we discuss how frustration led him to establish a marketing empire, the importance of leveraging in-person relationships to grow your brand, and how experimentation is the most effective product strategy. All of this right here, right now on the Modern CTO Podcast. This is the Modern CTO Podcast. Yeah, I was really excited to uh, have you on because I love the simplicity of your products. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that ability to communicate very clearly and succinctly. It's, uh, I think it's a little underrated. People don't give it enough credit. But when I see it, I'm like, I love the person behind that. Cool. So your current projects, Crazy Egg and Kiss Metrics, anything else? No, that's really it. Uh, I've had an agency called Neil Patel Digital. And then, so can you give the listeners kind of an overview of Kiss Metrics and Crazy Egg or, or whatever you're most excited about, maybe what you're doing at your agency? Yeah. So for me, you know, when I think about all, all the agency stuff, software stuff, or anything like that, it's more so my goal is just to help other entrepreneurs or business owners get more traffic and then convert those into visitors. So my background, when I started out as an entrepreneur, I paid a marketing firm to help me generate traffic and sales and they failed miserably. Then I hired another one and they failed miserably as well. And from being broken, frustrated, I had no choice but to learn it on my own. And my goal was, Hey, why can't people be honest with the services they're offering? If they can help you, then they should charge you. If they can't help you, they should just be upfront. And that's, you know, my whole purpose behind the ad agency and the software is crazy egg. Hello bar. They help you with the conversion side. So you were working at an amusement park and you saved up all your money and then you went and spent it for this marketing firm and they just came back with goose egg, like nothing. Pretty much. Oh man, dude, that was so frustrating, right? Yep. So then you go from that you get frustrated, you start your own marketing company, and that was with a power manufacturer? What, what type of company was that? Yeah, so, so if you ever find a Boeing plane, they provide them with the power supplies, or if you know something happens to you or with your heart, hopefully it never does, but they provide the power supplies like Philips with the heart resuscitator machines. And yeah, it's a good B2B business, helped them do marketing, made them millions of dollars from it. And that's how my career started. So is that like, were you using content marketing, advertising, a mix of everything? Mix of AdWords and SEO. Back then, social media wasn't as popular. Uh, content marketing wasn't really popular either. And then you parlayed that success and then did you just promote that success to get your next clients or how did that how did it build no so once i did well for them the owner's son had an ad agency and then he got me a few more companies oh that's interesting so then you go you market with these other companies and just slowly build your reputation over time correct now i was uh i work a lot <laughs> and i love it so to the outside world it looks like i'm working a lot but i'm just kind of doing what i love so I get up like 5.30 this morning and do a little training and then go 
drive an hour north to uh, seven or eight o'clock uh, networking event that's at a Techstar startup week up in Tampa and meet a bunch of people, say hello, at, and then spend about an hour there and then drive back an hour south to start doing shows and doing a couple advice type calls, CTOs calling in just me personally, not on the show. And then I did a couple of those. Then I did some consulting for app technology call. And then I do my modern CTO podcast. And then I keep going like that throughout the day. And then I end up crashing around nine, nine or 10 o'clock at night, waking up at 530 and doing it all over again. Now is, what is your, do you have like a super busy, like high energy schedule? Uh, no, my day is the opposite of yours. I start, I wake up early, I go to the gym, come back, eat some breakfast and do emails and meetings and phone calls. And, you know, everyone's a blog, you know, I do podcasting once every month or so I record in batches and with the video stuff, but like most of my days filled with emails, phone calls, meetings. And they're, they're usually getting your advice on what to do strategy wise for marketing. So I have quite a few inboxes because we get over a thousand emails a day in my name. So there's no way I can handle them all. My team usually responds to people asking questions and they respond as them, right? They're not like responding as me, but they respond to them and they'll let people know that we get tons of emails. It's more so, uh, you know, like, I just do meetings, phone calls and stuff like that related to the businesses and making them grow and dealing with people that work there like teammates and just strategizing and focusing on growing. So you're growing your products, your crazy egg, your kiss metrics, and then you're also doing consulting to grow other products as well. Yeah. Well, the agency does the consulting and yeah, work like medium to large corporations, just help them get more traffic and sales. Now is most of your stuff really internet based because here here's a thing that i've been thinking about recently so the more i go out into the world right writing i have a background of writing code for over 15 years so i spent most of my life inside quiet right and then i started the podcast and some other items and i and i started going out into the world more and meeting people at conferences and then it kind of exploded with those in-person relationships. So that's kind of, of new for me. So when, when these companies are doing the marketing, are you focusing just on the internet or in-person relationships too? You have to do both to do well. So I do both. That's what I'm finding out. I have, I'll get, um, some app, small app companies that will talk with me because of my track record of building applications mobile applications and a lot of them will want to focus on just taking all of their money and and it's very little money too like maybe ten thousand dollars and then throwing it all at ads at once and and go that route and others of them go out and instead and build in-person relationships and those ones tend to be more successful with the limited limited cash what is your experience with, with that? What are your thoughts on that? To each their own. I don't think there's like a right or wrong way. Like it's up to the individual, right? Like, for example, what do you prefer? Well, before I was doing a lot more, I would only say the ads, right? 
But now I'm finding that relationships, and I'm not saying it's like either or, but now I'm finding that the relationships push farther, much farther, much faster. And that's kind of, of news to me. I look at it as like a multi-channel approach. You do a bit of everything and you see what happens, but it works differently for each people, right? So it's like some people are better at one thing than another. So it's like, that's what you should end up focusing on. So when you were growing what you're doing, you do a lot of conference speaking? I do a lot of conference speaking, do a lot of content marketing, do a lot of podcasting, do a lot of videos. Like it's pretty much a mixture of everything. But like there's different ways to do it anything especially in the startup world right some people like doing stuff that's bootstrapped some people like doing stuff that's venture funded there's no right or wrong it's just you got to figure out what works for you and works for the business when one of the times i heard you speak like that got me hooked on who you were was when you did the ford for content machine for dan norris the ford for content machine Oh, the Ford. I thought you were talking about like Ford cars. I'm like, wait, Ford? So uh, Dan Norris's book, yes. Yeah, so that was, I was like, ooh, this guy's really interesting. And, and then I went and checked you out and I was like, oh man, Neil's awesome. Oh, awesome. Yeah, and then when uh, Jenny was setting it up because she was like, Who, who's your like dream guest for marketing? Because we wanted to have some marketing people come on the show and, and talk to CTOs. And I was like, oh man, we should get Neil Patel. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I do appreciate that. So are you working on uh, your next book yet? Uh, I, I am not working on my next book. Won't be doing another one. You, you won't be doing another one? Correct. How did that come about? I don't want to do another book. It's a pain in the butt. <laughs> You're just like, nope, not doing another book. Pretty much. <laughs> You're pretty exact about it, right? Yeah, but I hate dealing with publishers and all those people. They give me so much bullshit. They're like, ah, oh, you need to do a better job selling books. So-and-so sold more than you. It's like, what are you talking about? I can see their numbers publicly. Or like, And this was even before we launched. They're like, oh, they had amazing pre-sale. I'm like, what are you talking about? Our numbers are larger than theirs. They're like, no, they did this and that. And I like, I call up the other person because I knew him. And they're like, oh, here are numbers. And I'm like, we sold more. I'm like, stop causing issues. And I'm like, go from there. So... You know, it's just like, I just don't like dealing with them. Oh, wow. I didn't see, I didn't go that route. I just went and talked to all my friends who were also CTOs. I was like, what topics do you want to hear about? We kind of talked to everybody, made a list of topics, drafted some stuff up, sent it out. Everybody gave me their feedback. I was like, all right, cool. And then went to, uh, uh, found a formatter and an editor and kind of tied it all together and now it's going to print next week. Cool. That is a much better and easier route. And if I did another book, I probably wouldn't go through publisher. Again, although technically in my contract, I believe I have to give them the writer refusal or something like that. Okay, so we at, we've, we've had uh, a couple expert influential marketers on and ha- part of our audience is like CTOs that have, you know, 400 plus employees and part of our audience is lead developers who are awesome at their craft or maybe also looking to step up into CTO role. And then the other last third of our audience is sort of the uh, two people partners trying to make a piece of technology or a robot or something like that, like garage style startup. And I want to bring 
them value with some advice from someone like you who's in marketing about the best way to go about uh, getting exposure for what they're doing and raising awareness for it on a, on a limited budget, specifically maybe $10,000. Okay. So you, someone wants exposure, $10,000. Uh, and, and what kind of business is it again? Let's say they're making robots, mind controlled robots. Like you, it's a drone, but you fly it with your mind. For kids and entertainment or B2B purposes? Let's go, ki- let's go kids and entertainment. Cool. And you want to market this in $10,000 and you have tons of inventory, you limit it on inventory. Unlimited inventory. And international, domestic, only US. They're, gonna, they're in the U.S. and they want to ship in the U.S. because their products in U.S. warehouses. Cool. I'm like, sorry for all the questions, but... Making it up. They'll keep coming up. I've got uh, them all day. So I would create a Shopify store. Okay. I would talk about how you have these mind-controlled robots and you can do cool stuff. And I'll start creating viral videos and campaigns of like having people submit what they're doing with their mind-controlled robots, such as doing little like robot wars or delivering products or services. Um, I would even do hackathons and, or like not, not a hackathon, but a version of like a hackathon instead of people programming. They're more so like showing the coolest things you can do or how you can modify it or adjust it so it can like solve world problems and you can have bonuses. Um, and you don't even have to pay much. You can probably get sponsors for that. But the way I would market it is once you create the Shopify store, assuming it's just US, I would just do Facebook ads targeting people who are into drones, kid toys, uh, people who are parents. I'm going to go with the father because it's probably like fathers like doing this with their kids versus, I don't know, maybe mothers would like to do it as well Um, and just pitch it. And then I would, on my Shopify store, once they buy something, I would add in some upsells and downsells and then go from there. That was amazing. (laughs) All right. So now I know the type of questions to ask Neil when I got them. <laughs> you have to make sure you have the upsells and downsells because you got to make the margins back because the Facebook ads end up costing a bit. Oh, man. I'm just going to shamelessly ask. Okay. So you're a CTO and you've written your first book. <laughs> what do you do? How do you market it? You go to all of the developer blogs, you get them to review it. You go to all the startup blogs, you get them to review it. Most will say no, but it's a numbers game. Um, you know, hopefully you have people in the book who are doing your forward or have given you quotes and testimonies. You can ask them to share it. Uh, and then I would do is I would hit up a lot of corporations who are old school, but want to innovate and do more techie stuff, figure out security or data science or anything that your book covers and be like, this book would help your engineers and uh, improve their quality one day, potentially become CTOs and build better and faster products and follow the lean methodology or whatever the pitch that the book does. And then being like, you know, we would love to do a program or give you a discount. Uh, and we would give this to all thousand or 2000 engineers at your company. You would buy copies and you'd be like, and what we can do is a live Q and a with your engineers, or I can come and give a free speech and I'll teach your guys, your people in your company, how to do X, Y, and Z better when it comes to engineering. 
So have them pay for the books, but then also give them a little bonus for buying a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Dude, you just light up with this stuff. You're a machine. That's what I've been doing for 16 years. So I I think I'm decent at it. Dude, you are amazing at it. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, no problem. That's what you're doing with the calls. Yes. Yeah. See? Oh, man. You just came alive and like slayed it. Like, it's just unbelievable, dude. Yeah. And I, I even forgot to ask you one question because it's like yes. when you're doing the, uh, the drone stuff, I assumed you had high margins, right? So, but I should have asked that. I had yeah. to clarify, but usually those toys have high margins. Yeah, we're going to pretend it had high margins. That's not a, like, a, I made this up, but they, yeah, we're going to say for the for that scenario, they, they had high margins. They were very successful due to your uh, your advice. I actually, what happened was I had a, a futurist on the show and I was telling him about these. Have you seen the mind control devices that you can have? It reads your brainwave. So if you think jump, it makes the character in the game jump. If you think run, it makes the character run. No, does it really work like that? Oh yeah, well, there's a number of TED Talks and stuff displaying. There's about 10 companies in this space and they all have devices you could purchase today less than 500 bucks. Buy them, hook them up at home, run the game on your own computer. So I thought to myself, being like who I am, all right, well, let's just take one. I'm a software developer by, by trade. I was like, let's take one of those and just hook it up to a drone. So when I think up, the drone goes up. I, I can have the, run the drone around the office with my mind. Huh, I've never so seen a to check it out. Yeah, well, that doesn't exist. I mean, the, the device exists and the drones exist. I would just put them together. <laughs> yeah. So there we go. If you want to do it, let me know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's actually, I mean, I could see kids buying it. When you were talking, my mind was, my imagination was going crazy. When you were talking about the different hacking stuff, I could see kids like spray painting their drones or like coloring them different or paint, like doing all sorts of different stuff, like some modifying them and the lights. Like it could be, it could be pretty sweet. Yep. So. All right. Any other uh, topics that you want to get off you, uh, or knowledge that you want to distribute to the world? So it, it's, you know, the biggest thing with marketing is experiment, especially if all of you, any of you guys listening are techies, you guys all know about experimentation and you need to experiment. The more the, you do, the better off you are. You got to science it. You got to try a few things and then take what works best and do variations of them. And I mean, like scientific process, is that what we're talking about? Yep. Okay, cool. Because that's what works for me. Exactly. And like the same thing is, you know, that's what ends up working with marketing. And it's not rocket science. It's just tons of experimentation, learning from what happened and continually improving. Amazing. And that's how we got here today as humans with (laughs) the technology and the advancements we have is just small incremental improvements, trying things and seeing how they go. Thank you so much, Neil. It's been awesome. Thank you so much for listening to the Modern CTO Podcast. Share this, get the word out. Thank you guys so much. I couldn't do without you. I appreciate it. You guys are the absolute best.